following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Basketball Society. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, brought to you by BasketballSocietyOnline.com and the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, you are joined by myself, Alex Fishbein, and my co-host, Mike Bash. And the All-Star voting has arrived, and we are now gearing up officially for the All-Star game in February. As the NBA season, of course, is in full swing, we have a lot of college games going on with a lot of different players rising in stock and falling in stock, and we're here to give some thoughts on it, talk about it, uh, make fun of some of it, and yeah, pretty much. So, let's start off with the All-Star Game. So, the NBA Twitter account released the first returns of the All-Star voting uh, back on January 3rd, uh, on Thursday. And so far in the East, out of all the Atlantic Division teams, we have Kawhi Leonard up there, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, um, Gordon Hayward, and Al Horford. Kyrie Irving, we have Ben Simmons, and Kyle Lowry, and I think that is it. So nine players in the list of, let's see, that was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 20. Nine players in the 20 uh, that they listed for the first returns were all from the Atlantic Division. Which, I mean, isn't that surprising because we've seen the three top teams in the Atlantic be some of the best teams in the East in general. Uh, But right now, leading the East is Giannis at 991,000 and Kyrie at 910,000. What are your thoughts so far with uh, the All-Stars in the East? Like, what do you think about the voting so far and who do you think should be in the All-Star game uh, for the East, Mike? Well, I think you already know who I think should be in the game. Spencer Dinwiddie. Exactly. <laughs> and Joe Harris. I, if if we're going to vote in Dwayne Wade at age 36, then you got to vote in Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, he's been unbelievable. But, uh, no, it's kind of funny looking at the list. you got guys like Vince Carter and Jeremy Lin on the list. Now, Jeremy Lin, you get it. It was the same. It's the same premise that Yao Ming had. It's the Chinese vote. The whole country votes for them. Right, so, right. You know they're gonna the numbers are gonna be inflated whether it's deserving or not. You know Yao Ming was out obviously deserving some years. Jeremy Lin's nowhere near deserving this year. Right. Um, Vince Carter though, I mean, yeah, he's not, I don't he's not having a a uh, all star caliber year, but it's cool to see the fans recognize him. I know it's kind of probably his swan song, so that's why they're voting him in to see him in one more time. And as a Nets fan, as, as a guy who's been a basketball fan since I was five years old, I don't hate it, mm-hmm. but it's one of those where like, okay, well, if they let Dwayne Wade in, they got to let Vince Carter in. Right. 
That's what I was going to say. If you're voting Dwayne Wade because of the same legacy reasons, then, I mean, Vince Carter would be just as up there in legacy reasons. And then it's like, well, if you do that, then you got to let in Dirk Nowitzki. And then it's like, well, is this an all-star game or is this a uh, retirement game? Right. So, or like a popularity contest. Yeah. So I, I, if we're going straight off all-stars, no, Vince Carter does not be, need to be in the game. No, Dwayne Wade doesn't need to be in the game. John Wall won't be in the game because he's hurt. Jeremy Lin won't be in the game because he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> um and other than that, I can't argue with any of the guys on here. Yes, I would love to see Spencer Dinwiddie there. Um, I think um, who's like you know another guy they're kind of sleeping on right now. Uh, the Knicks. I'm surprised the Knicks don't have a guy. Uh, I agree. Enos Cantor's been okay, pretty good. Um, Tim Hardaway. He's chucking, but he's putting up numbers. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't they didn't get a stuffed the ballot there, but uh, I'm surprised D'Angelo Russell isn't up there though. Yeah, I could see Russell too. I mean, he's he's been good this year, especially since Levert went down. Right. Um, you know who I noticed isn't on the list, and I this is my first snub. I'd say, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Middleton from Milwaukee. Oh, that's a good one. Chris Middleton is having a great year. He's a great player, and not taking anything away from Giannis, but Middleton is definitely being slept on right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in as like the coach's vote or something. If got some guys get pulled or, you know, the NBA is like, okay, we're not letting Dwayne Wade, Jeremy Lin, and, you know, uh, Vince Carter, Vince Carter playing the all-star game. So I could see him being a late addition. What are your thoughts? Any, do you see any snubs right now? Um, as far as snubs, uh, I definitely agree with Middleton. I think he should definitely be up there. Honestly, I think he should be in like the top four or five of the guards. Um, because I've like, I mean, I've talked about it before. I just love Middleton's game and he's been doing, he's like, yes, Giannis is the main reason why the Bucks are so good, but Middleton is a, is like the next best reason why the Bucks are as good as they are. Um, and yeah, I like, like we were talking about, like I was surprised to see Jeremy Lin there, Vince Carter there. I I do like the fact that Zach Levine is up there, uh, because I mean, especially to begin the season, he was having a great, great showing. Um, one thing that I'm a little surprised about, um, I did, even though I don't like, I, I'm not exactly saying he's like, uh really all that deserving at the at this point in time because uh i think this is one of like his not so great seasons but i'm kind of surprised that nobody voted up there like hassan whiteside um like i mean al horford is also deserving but i also don't think he's having as good of a season as he usually does uh although now that i look at it hassan's only averaging like 13 and 13 so i guess that that is called for to not really see him all the way up there i do like the fact that kemba is top three in guards i think kenda absolutely absolutely deserves to be in there um and i'm also surprised at the fact that gordon hayward is up there um at, like right now he's ha- he's starting to gain steam and everything but i don't think he's anywhere close to all-star caliber right now especially with the way that he's been coming back from the injury 
Um, I think there, you know, I, I, th- I think there's a lot more deserving people on this list. And I think like, even if you don't include Middleton as a guard, if you include him as a small forward, then you could put him in the front court. And I think he would definitely be over Gordon Hayward. I think he would be over Andre Drummond and Vince Carter. Um, I think he would even be over Jason Tatum, but Blake Griffin should also be up a little bit more cause he's been having a good season as well. Um, and I'm looking at some of these other teams, like thinking like, I don't know, could they have someone like, I mean, you could honestly put Vucevic in there. He's up to 20 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, one steal and one block per game. Yeah. So that's another guy who's definitely getting snubbed. Right. That's, that's, that comes down to a, you know, a popularity contest kind of player. Oh, exactly. Uh, and and who, the thing... who knows, it's like who the general fan doesn't think of Nikola Vucevic as an all-star. Right, exactly. And like I think he should I think he would be one of those guys that could be voted in like by the coaches, especially when you look at his last two seasons, like last season he was 16 and 9, uh the season before he's 14 and 10 and he's gotten that all the way up to 20 and 11. Um so I I think that like his effort should definitely be rewarded in that fact. Um and that's just for like Orlando like Uh, If you look at Washington, I mean, they have Beal and Wall in there, which I think Beal is much more deserving than Wall. Um, For Atlanta, it's funny that there's two Hawks on there and Jeremy Lin and Vince Carter. Um, And if I had to guess one that would be on there, I would have thought maybe like Trey Young. And it's it's funny that it's neither of them. Exactly. It's it's him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cause I mean, honestly, even John Collins, I think could be up there. He's at 18 points, 10 rebounds a game. But like you said, the average fan, if you were like, yo, John Collins is really good. The average fan would be like, who the hell is John Collins? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, 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 to be honest, and I, obviously I know who John Collins is. I did not know he was having this good of a season. I, I thought he was having like a 15 and six kind of season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he just, he's been way under the radar. I mean, a because he's on the Hawks and they're not doing well, but B because like he's just not anywhere close to a household name. Um, as far as Chicago, I think it is correct that Zach Levine is really the only one coming from there, especially because um, uh, Markkanen hasn't really played all that many games. Um, I mean, right now Markkanen is up to seventeen point seven rebounds a game. Uh, so if he keeps doing that and keeps improving, I think he could be in the conversation. But as of right now, I mean, he's only played 16 games, whereas like Levine's played 33 and a lot of these guys have played like 38, 39, 40. So, uh, I think his just limited amount of games is really what's keeping him down. As far as Cleveland goes, who has nobody up there as we speak, um, Kevin Love has obviously been hurt most of the season. He's only played four games. Uh, Colin Sexton would really be the only pers- other person that I would think. Maybe Jordan Clarkson, but even Sexton, I mean, he's only averaging two assists a game as a point guard, and he has 14 points and three rebounds. Um, Clarkson also is only 16 points, two assists a game. Uh, so yeah, I mean, with Cleveland, especially with Love out and J.R. Smith not really playing, um, I don't really see anybody from their side that's really deserving of an all-star bid. Um, and then, yeah, like we talked about, I am surprised that no one on the Knicks is there. Um, 
at least like you know near the bottom of that list like you said Hardaway's up to 20 points a game um I'm also kind of surprised they didn't like rally behind a guy like Alonzo Trier just you know like the you know how like the phones the fans vote in that random guy every year just because he's like a good story yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Alonzo Trier could have been one of those, but I guess the Knicks fans are just like, screw All-Star, just get us a, into the playoffs. <laughs> um, But yeah, as far as that goes, like I think that's the biggest thing. One other guy I could see uh, like that would be deserving in my eyes would be uh, Sabonis, even though he's oh, not yeah, having... Yeah. Even though he's not having like eye popping numbers, I think his impact alone is deserving of an all star appearance. Uh, you know I'm a big Sabonis guy. I love Sabonis. Oh, yeah. Um Yeah, no, I mean I think you've covered it. I think we um there's a lot of guys in the Pacers that like you know, Miles Turner maybe because you know he's a he's one of those young flashy guys. Uh right. Boyan's having a pretty good year. Um, Thaddeus Young and Tyreek Evans are having good years, but they wouldn't make it in terms of being an all-star. But yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great guy to highlight. Uh, Sabonis, he's having a great year, 15 and he's averaging 15 and 10, but like you said, his impact is more than just stats. Like he's a, he's a very good piece in that lineup. Right. Yeah, exactly. And the the only other guy, the guy that I've been preaching about who I would love to see get an all-star appearance is Pascal Siakam. You haven't shut up about him. <laughs> I'm gonna keep preaching it. <laughs> he's good. He's been he, he he spent a little bit of time on my uh, NBA 2K my team. Oh yeah, I mean I just two, I don't know how he is in 2K. Uh, admittedly, this is the first year I did not buy the new 2K, so I don't know how he is on it. Uh, he was pretty good for me. Uh, you ever played my team? Yeah. Oh, I loved my team. So I I loved it and then I hated it because it kind of became like pay to win. Right, of course, like a lot of those games do. And I got back into it for a little bit. Uh, I just got back into it, and they had all these like locker codes where you could unlock like MT or or free players. It was kind of like you ever like you ever watch The Price Is Right? Yeah. You know the I think it's called Plinko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they kind of do their like locker codes now. So like you type in a locker code, whatever. And it'll be, you know, one reward will be a 98 overall Michael Jordan. One right. reward will be 5,000 coins. One reward will be a free pack or whatever. So oh, that's kind of cool. It's not, it doesn't become a race to who types in the code the fastest. It becomes a, whoever has the best luck, right? Ah, okay. So I did that. And then in a span of just starting the game up, before I even played a game, I had a 97 overall Magic Johnson, a 92 <laughs> overall Vince Carter, and... Uh, and that, and then I and then I went out and bought and then I had like fifty thousand MT so I went out and bought a, Ken, a Kenyon Martin card and oh, carry okay. kids so I'm recreating the Nets with Magic Johnson. I got you. Okay, but but it's totally fun. It's I like the way they did it this year. I got you. I'll have to like go back and look at what my my team was in the old one, but I remember like loving my team in the old one. Um, oh, one year I had like pink diamonds lineup. It was like Steph Curry. Carl Malone, Mello, uh, Larry Bird, and then like I had like I don't know Patrick Ewing or something. Right. That yeah. was my favorite year to play. I don't know what it was, but I was not good. I I was not good with teams that were like too many superstars. I don't know why, because like superstars are obviously like overpowered in two K, but I was like. 
I was like the the sixty win Hawks. I would have like just random people that were good at like one maybe two things, and I was good at exploiting everything they were good at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So let's move over here to the West. So in their um list of twenty here in the front court, they had LeBron leading it. They have Luca, Durant, Anthony Davis. A lot of the um, you know, usual suspects. Uh, I would say the only surprises in the West front court right now are Kuzma and DeMarcus Cousins and maybe Steven Adams. Um, um, well, Cousins is obvious because, you know, he hasn't played a game. Well, yeah, exactly. Cousins is like, uh, that one is definitely popularity and that's about it. So really the two, you know, two guys coming in that no one... Well, I, I would, I guess Luka Doncic would have to be up there as a surprise to be the second leading vote getter in the front court. Um, but Stephen Adams and Kyle Kuzma are two guys that kind of snuck in there. Like I expected Jokic to be on there. He's pretty low, to be honest. I think he should be higher. I think he should be above Paul George, but definitely deserves to be on there. Well, I can tell you two snubs that I see right off the bat. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns. Of course. How is he not on there? That, I, that's a great question. Second one is uh, Tobias Harris. Uh, uh, he's not one. on there. Uh, Clint Capella's not on there. And that, and I don't even know if Clint Capella's having a great year. I'm just going off how he did last year. Right. 17 and 12, 13. Yeah. Where's Clint Capella? Um... So that's three that came to mind right off the bat. I haven't looked LaMarcus, through all the rosters. LaMarcus but... Aldridge isn't there. LaMarcus Aldridge, I, he should be there. Because um... Aldridge, I don't mind Stephen Adams. Is nineteen and eight. Yeah. Oh, I I love the fact that Stephen Adams is there. I actually in my I've only done one ballot so far, but in my ballot I voted for Stephen Adams. Yeah, I don't mind Stephen Adams being there, but Cat's got to be there. Uh, Capella's got to be there, and um, who was the other guy I named? Uh, Tobias Harris deserves to be there over these some of the over Kuzma, over uh, Cousins, and I'd even say over Draymond Green. Yeah, I I agree. Like Kuzma right now, Kuzma's having a decent, a uh, good season. Like he's at eighteen points, five rebounds a game. Um, like not saying he's having a bad season. Uh, but I definitely agree with the fact that, you know, I'd rather have Cat up there. Um, actually, wasn't Marc Gasol having a decent year so far, too? Yeah, but I don't think he's he should be up there right now. True. I mean, you know, Memphis isn't really winning all that much. He's having a 15-8 and eight year. It's like, you know, if Kuzma's ah, okay. having the same kind of year. Okay, so, yeah, maybe not him. Um, I wouldn't mind putting, uh, I mean, over DeMarcus and Draymond, I might put Rudy Gobert at 15, 12 and two blocks a game. Um, I mean, that's like a normal season for him, which is why I don't really see him getting an all-star bid for a while until like he really improves his offensive game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, for Portland... Um, 
I was thinking of Nurkic, but he's only at 14 and 10, so that's like really not all that much better than some of the other guys we have up there. Um, and then for the Clippers, it's mainly like they're like Tobias Harris, and then a lot of the guard play. I mean, Montrez Harrell's at 15 and six, so he's kind of on par with Kuzma, just not as many threes. Another guy that I'm surprised isn't on the list is Donovan Mitchell. That's a yeah. So moving over to the guards, so like we have Steph Curry, we have Derrick Rose, Harden, Westbrook, Thompson, Lillard, DeRozan, and then it gets to Lonzo, Booker, and then Chris Paul. Um, yeah, I think Donovan Mitchell deserves to be on that list. I think De'Aaron Fox deserves to be on that list. Over, uh, well, I I don't think Lonzo Ball deserves to be on that list. I don't feel like Chris Paul's been healthy enough to be on that list. Yeah, I would agree. Even Clay Thompson hasn't had a great year. Yeah, he's had a so-so year so far. I I love. I mean, so the thing with Derrick Rose, he's having a good year, but I feel like the reason he's getting most of these votes is just because people want him to be back to like MVP Derrick Rose. Yeah. Like, he's at 18 points, 4 assists a game. So, like, he's having a good year. Definitely a better year than he's had in recent memory. Um, I don't mind Derrick Rose on that list. I don't mind him at all. I just think, as a starter, I would rather have somebody else. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I actually didn't even realize Clay Thompson's averaging 21 a game, so he's having a pretty good year. Oh, I didn't realize that either. <laughs> I thought he was – because all I've been hearing is his shooting slump, shooting slumps. I figured he was at like 15, 16 a game. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, like, James Harden definitely should be a starter. He's having – I mean, you could even argue the fact that he's having a better season than he did last year when he won MVP. So I think James Harden definitely deserves to be up there. Um, I think, from what I remember, I believe it's Westbrook that isn't having uh, as good of a season as he's had in the last couple of years. At least he didn't start off that way. Um, like, he wasn't shooting very well. Like, yeah, he's only up to 41% shooting, 23% from three. I mean, he is up to 21 point. All right, he is averaging a triple-double. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like there was a point in the beginning of the season where he was just not playing well. Um, I mean, like, his free throw percentage is, like, the worst of his career so far, like, in a season. Um, even his field goal percentage is tied for the worst which was back to his sec his sophomore season um or no sorry his rookie season was the worst uh and then his three-point percentage is lower than it has been in a while so i mean the percentages are down but all the stats are still there so yeah i mean he definitely should be up there he is a superstar i think cj mccollum should be at least on the list yeah for sure um and yeah, I definitely agree with De'Aaron Fox. I really like De'Aaron Fox. I was actually surprised that they put Doncic in the front court and not the guards. Well, it's kind of weird. Like, is he their point guard or is he their is he their small foot? Like, he's six foot eight. Yeah, but I always looked at him as like the shooting guard, like combo guard, kind of like a like a Kobe was. You know how like he would bring the ball up a lot. 
and he would guard small forwards and everything, but he was technically still a shooting guard. Yeah. No, that's, that's a fair point. Uh, I just, I, I haven't watched, I, obviously I know Doncic is having a great year. I just haven't watched enough um, Mavericks games up close to know, like, technically what's his position. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it could definitely, like, go both ways. Um, I know on Basketball Reference they have, like, a percentage of, like... Uh, the usage rate and stuff? Yeah. The position estimate says 83% power forward. For who? Luka Doncic. Oh, well, the, the whole league just doesn't know about this guy. <laughs> How is he a power forward? Well, I guess... Alright, so I guess they do have Wesley Matthews that plays with him. So I guess Wesley would be the shooting guard, technically. Yeah, that's fair. And Harrison Barnes would be the small forward? I, I, yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, I get... I guess. I mean, if we're playing 2K. Yeah, but Barnes is bigger than Doncic, isn't he? Mm, probably, or they're probably about the same size. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like power forward is not correct. But, I don't know. Um, Barnes is 6'8", 225. Doncic is 6'7", 218. Wow. I did not realize they were that close. I did not realize that either. Because <laughs> um, I, I always thought Doncic was a point guard myself. Yeah. Uh, or like, or I guess like he's like a LeBron, and I'm not saying he's LeBron. Let's not get things twisted. <laughs> nope, you said it. Luca's LeBron. But he's that like, what's it called? That uh, power forward. Uh... Point forward. There you go. I couldn't think of it. I got you. Although from here on out, we are now calling Luca. Um, the Luka white LeBron, the white LeBron, the Slovenian <laughs> LeBron, the Yugoslavian LeBron, Luca Bron. <laughs> it's is was is Slovenia part of that? Uh, I think so. Probably. It, if you look at every player, like like Pajer Stojakovic or uh, or uh, I think even Nikola Jokic. Uh, I think even Nikola Jokic. I'm gonna check him right now. Uh huh. Like if you check like their birthplace. Well, thanks ESPN doesn't even have his birthplace. <laughs> but if you, no, his is Serbia. But I guess like the last wave of of uh, European players. So the older guys like the like the uh, Sasha Vujicic's of the world and stuff, right? right? If you check their like. Wikipedia or their ESPN page, it would always say they were born in Yugoslavia because they were born before that whole breakup. Well, oh, yeah. Now the new wave actually has Serbia or Slovenia or Croatia or, you know, Bosnia, Herzegovina, whatever the place is. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to finally see that switch over. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, one guy that I like so far this season is definitely DeMar DeRozan. Um, I mean, not like this is something we like are surprised about with the way he's playing. Cause a lot of it is like the same exact way he's been playing in, uh, he was playing in Toronto, but I mean, he's, he came out and said like, he circled that game against Toronto came out, had, had a triple double. Um, he's been playing very, very well for San Antonio. Like 
I mean, the guy's lived up to his word about, like, what he wants to do and, like, the revenge tour kind of thing. So, um, I think, uh, like, I, I really like the way he's playing this season. And I hope, I like, I hope DeMar DeRozan makes the, the all-star game in the West. But as it's always been in the West, the guards for the all-star game have been so hard to actually get into for the all-star game. Since you can only take, like what five of them i guess four or five of them so probably yeah five six in that range yeah so it's i mean it's gonna be rough especially when you go up against guys like steph curry harden westbrook thompson lillard and now you have derrick rose back in the mix so it's definitely gonna be tough but um i hope he makes it we'll see what happens i mean there's when's the all-star game mid-february uh yeah like president's day weekend of february Okay, so it, there's there's a lot of time um, there's a lot of time to sort that out. We'll see what happens, but I, I do think there's some there's some uh, snub right now, guys being snubbed right now. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and I'm curious to see if, like we talked about a little bit, if there's any like campaigns for a player that just has a good story, other than Derrick Rose. Um, so that should be interesting because I, I feel like the the teams themselves have not haven't even really started campaigning for their own players to get voted yet. Um, like I saw one little campaign for the Sixers to vote in Joel Embiid, but as far as the other teams, like on social media, like I haven't really seen all that much yet. Yeah, so, no, I, I, I get it. Um, no, I, I, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. I'm sure somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to pull out. Something, something's going to happen. Yeah, but um. Moving away from the All-Star game, yep. another thing we discussed uh, off the air that we wanted to talk about was uh, the NBA draft coming up, or the NBA, not coming up, but right. we're getting into conference playing college basketball, so now, now is the time where a lot of guys are going to make their their move in the draft order, because this is when guys, you know, when Duke's playing uh, Furman, not Furman, Elon and Princeton, <laughs> um... You know things. Things tend to look better for these players when they start playing real competition. You get to see what a player is really, really like. And and a mock draft that I always look at is this NBADraft.net. Okay. And I'm going to be part of the Basketball Society mock draft. Okay. So I thought I was in the, um, in the what's the word I'm looking for? Minority. Okay. But I actually have my own personal draft, mock draft, I actually have R.J. Barrett going number one overall over Zion. Ooh. Now, I look at NBA Draft on that, the one, like I said, that I, I usually look at. Mm-hmm. They also have R.J. Barrett going number one overall. So, has the hype from Zion died down or are people finally realizing that he might not be, not to say he's not a good player, he's a great player, but he might not be everything that he's being hyped up to be in, uh, at a conference play. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, for me, I think that I think that Zion is still gonna go first. Um, I just think that, like, especially with the way that he's built, like, I think he's going. That's just going to be the guy that everyone's like, no, nah, this, the his what are they called like his measurements and everything like they're already ready for the nba the physicality all that kind of stuff like he 
like really doesn't need to put on all that much more weight and all that kind of stuff. So I think he's going to, I think he is going to go first. Um, as far as mock drafts, I actually like to go to Tankathon and then sim the lottery and then look at a mock draft based on the simmed lottery. Okay. Uh, just because like it gets you a little like randomness in there. Like I just did it right now. So it's in the lottery had Atlanta taking the first pick and it had them picking Zion. Um, so if it's somebody like Atlanta or Cleveland, I could definitely see them taking Zion first. Um, and this one had Cleveland getting the second pick and getting RJ and then Detroit going all the way up to the third pick and getting Cam Reddish. Yeah. Well, I'll be, that'd be good for them. Now, I just I'm looking at this website right, and they have their mock draft. But if you click on like let's say I go on Zion Williamson, right? Right. It says mock number two, big board number three. So he's the third player ranked on their big board. Okay. Take a guess who their number one player is on their big board. Uh, Bol Bol. Nope. He's at eleven. Cam Reddish. Yeah, uh, he's at six. RJ Barrett. You... Nope, he's at two. Uh, number one, number one, point guard from Murray State, Ja Morant. Really? What a rise for that guy. Seriously. I was it up. This guy was an, a zero-star recruit. Nobody wanted him except for Murray State, and now people have him as a potential top five, top three overall pick. When we did, when we talked about this, I think two or three episodes ago, we had Ja Morant going to the Nets at 10, and I was upset. Yeah, that, it's, and now, like, even on this site, he's up to number four. It's crazy. The guy, and, and a lot of people are giving him that uh, that uh, Russell Westbrook comparison. Right, right. I mean, so on on Tankathon, which um, actually the guy who runs Tankathon, I was on a um, kind of like roundtable podcast for the underdog, and the guy who runs Tankathon was on there. Um and he lists the per 36 minute stats uh just to like get it closer to like an NBA style of stat uh when you do the simmed mock draft and Jay Morant's thir- per 36 minutes right now is 23 points, 6.9 rebounds, 10 assists and 2 steals. <laughs> How many turnovers though? Uh, it doesn't extend all the way over to turnovers. Oh, okay. It only shows. So I know he's, average, I know he's turning the ball over a, steals. a ton. Well, yeah. I mean, for a team like Murray State, he's gonna be like the go-to guy, also. So I, I'm not surprised that his turnovers are that high. I, I feel like that's something that he can limit once he's not depended upon to be like almost 100 percent of the offense. Um, no, I, I agree with that. I agree with his. Um, I agree with the fact that, you know, he's turning the ball over a ton because he's the only guy there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so we were talking about Bull Bowl and how he should be a lot higher. That injury that now took him out of the rest of the season, I think, hurts a lot. Yeah. Oh, I I was wondering why he dropped. I didn't realize he. Uh, I didn't realize he had a big injury like that. Yeah, he had a foot injury, I believe. Oh, oh, which there, there you go. With all the big men, I mean, you could go down the route of 
uh, Zadrunas Elgowskis and have it, you know, pretty much limit your entire career. Or it could go the way of Joel Embiid and you have, you like sit out a couple seasons, but now you see what Joel Embiid is. So like the, the risk reward there is pretty huge. Especially because Bol Bol is seven foot two. Hey, if he <laughs> falls to the Nets, um, I ain't complaining. Well, right now in this one, it has him falling to eleventh. Well, right now the Nets are in the playoffs, so uh, I don't know if that'll be far enough. Well, in this, it has. So, if the lottery turned out this way and it did the mock draft, it, uh, right now it has the Nets at fifteenth, taking Hachimura from Gonzaga. Ooh, ah. I love Hachimura, and we need a power forward. I think he's he's more of like a point forward himself, but I love Hachimura. Oh, yeah. No, I, I really like his game, too. We just, um, one of our guys from Basketball Society put a scouting report out on him not too long ago. I think it was last week. Yeah, I have to read that. I didn't get a chance to read that, but I definitely like that. I definitely want, I definitely want Hachimura. Oh, yeah. And it has, it actually has Nasir Little going to Washington, which I think is a great fit. Um, especially since they got rid of Obre. Um, and this has Kevin Porter Jr. going to Phoenix and Jarrett Culver of Texas Tech going to the Knicks. It okay. actually has, so it has Bowl Bowl going 11th, right? But it's Memphis's yeah. pick, which goes to Boston. So that would have Boston taking Bowl Bowl. Of course. <laughs> uh, Can we stop feeding Boston? Well, so if the Kings pick. And so if the Kings pick is anything but first, I think it is, uh, then the Celtics get it. Um, and then uh, if Memphis is, I want to say, I think Memphis's pick is like top 10 protected. So if it's outside the top 10, Boston gets it. Jesus, Boston. Can you stop ripping apart the whole league with your trades? And they, and they also have the Clippers pick. <laughs> I just want to win the Atlantic Division once. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, save some some draft picks for somebody else. At least Any the Sixers only took second round draft picks. Yeah, come on, they had a little more uh, class. <laughs> exactly. We gave other people a chance. <laughs> not fair. This is not fair. But uh, collusion. But other than Hachimura, like who else do you think you you really really want the Nets to target? Um. Well, I mean, I want Bol Bol, but uh, again, I don't know if he'll uh, fall to the Nets. Right. Um. I I like. I don't want that Doom Doomboya Doombia kid from France. I just don't trust that. Uh, I wouldn't mind a Romeo Lankford. I wouldn't mind Nas Reed. Um. I want Hachimura or Charles Bassey. We 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 desperately need a four. So a guy that can play the four is what I want. Okay. Um, or or a scorer. Like that's why Langford. I would I'd be fine with. What about Brandon Clark from Gonzaga? <laughs> He's all right. I like. It I'm actually big... has him on this one going the pick right before the Nets taking Hachimura. Yeah, I mean I like Hachimura a lot better. Okay. What about uh, Jonte Porter? I don't know enough about him yet. Isn't okay. that Michael Porter's brother? I think so, yeah, yes. from Missouri. Okay, take take Jonte Porter, and then when Michael Porter becomes a free agent, he'll sign in Brooklyn. There you go. 
There we go. <laughs> That's the game plan. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't be mad at that. Uh, I'm I'm just looking. Uh, so yeah, this, I mean, this actually has the Nets getting Denver's pick at 28, and it has them taking Kezi Okpala from Stanford, the small forward. Currently, right now, he's averaging 17 points, six rebounds, two assists, one steal at Stanford. Now, you you want to know who I want? Because he's got the best name in the league. Who? Or in the draft, Admiral Schofield. <laughs> We've had a few highlights of him go up on like our our social accounts. He's, I mean, he's had some big time moments so far already. He he's very uh, he he's a baller, but I don't know. Like he's one of those um, he's one of those guys who's really good in college. I don't know if his game will translate. Right. I'm just looking at some of these comparisons for the top guys, and they have Michael. They have R.J. Barrett as the next Michael Red, and they have Zion Williamson as a mix of Charles Barkley and Blake Griffin. Now, those are the two names to live up to. Wow. The, and to be a mix of those two? <laughs> that, uh, yeah. I mean, that would be pretty crazy if he did. Um, one guy I actually think could be a pretty solid pickup for Brooklyn is Iggy Brazdikis. Brazdikis? I don't know how you say his name. From Michigan. Ignas Brasdikis. Yeah. Uh, I think he could be decent. He's 6'7", 223. I, I look at his picture and I just see Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> and what's wrong with that? <laughs> I have to start. <laughs> um, but no, another, uh, a couple other guys uh, that I'm looking at on this mock over here. Um they actually have the guy that you wrote the scouting report on, Caleb Martin, going in the second round, number 37, to New Orleans. Yeah, I like Caleb Martin. I wrote about him in uh, basketballsocietyonline.com. He's a guy that could score. He's a guy that's obviously going to come off the bench, um, be like a six-man or instant offense type of player. Right. He He's 6'6". He can, he can handle the ball. He's not really a playmaker, but he, he can make – like he'll get his teammates open with his ability to get in the lane. I think if he was 20 and not 23, you'd see him as a first-round pick. Right. But NBA GMs want to chase upside, want to chase youth, and he's 23. So, um, But I think any team, especially if he goes to like a playoff team or like let's say he goes to, I don't know, Minnesota mm-hmm. or, or, or Philly or Indiana, like I think he, that's where he'd make his biggest impact. If he goes to Dallas or – or goes to Atlanta or, you know, Orlando, I don't – he might get lost in the shuffle and he might not end up staying in the NBA. But I think if he goes to a better team that just needs him to fill a certain role, I think that that would be his best situation. Yeah. No, I I agree. Um, And they have his brother going at 45th to Utah. Yeah. Cody's more of like that, uh, like, Swiss Army knife type player. Right. Uh, where he he's not really a scorer, but he's not like he. Interesting fact: Caleb was the Mountain West Player of the Year, and Cody was the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. Ah, okay. So one guy is you know leading the league in scoring and doing all this high flying stuff. The other one's locking up, locking everyone up, doing you know being the gritty guy to say. Uh, Cody Martin's kind of a guy who will average like nine, five, six, and four. You know, right, right. 
maybe those stats are inaccurate, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like you do a little of everything instead of having 21 points and three assists. Kind of like a Marcus Smart kind of player. Yeah, but he won't be the he won't be a top ten pick on like Marcus Smart. Well, yeah, I mean Marcus Smart was like a featured player at Oklahoma State, um, but I mean turned into like that kind of player that just does whatever you need him to do. Um, and I'm looking more so one guy that I actually did a scouting report for last season, um, which was updated this year was LeGerald Vick from Kansas. Um, this has him down 57th going to Indiana. Uh, I think he would be pretty good on Indiana. I think he could be a, like, definitely a good, uh, bench player for him. Um, but I'd be curious to see exactly what happens with him. Um, I'm really not all that high on him, uh, but I'd, I'd be curious to see what happens. One guy I think that is interesting to see what happens is Carson Edwards, just because he's so small. Like this has him listed as six foot, 196 pounds. Um, so I'm curious to see where he goes. Uh, Cause he's, I mean, he's definitely having a great season for Purdue. Yeah. Um, this has him second round, 39th pick overall to Sacramento. Um, but I don't know. I don't really see Sacramento taking him. Edwards is good, but I think he's a guy who's he's good in college, won't translate to the NBA. He'll he'll get some burn in summer league. He might make a, a roster as like the 15th guy, right. but he's just he's very he's too small and he's not quick enough. Yeah, right, exactly. That's why I'm kind of kind of concerned with what's going to happen with him. The one guy uh, that I have liked watching in college that I hope he catches on is Shamori Pons. I was just going to talk about him. <laughs> he is. I think. I think right now St. John's might be like a Sweet 16 team. Okay. And they have multiple pros or multiple guys that are going to get you know NBA looks on their team. Shamori Pons being one of them. Mustafa Heron being another. Mm-hmm. Um. Shamori Pons is an excellent player. He could score at will. Um, he, you know, he's unguardable at times. Uh, it's weird because Chris Mullen, from what I've watched, and I watched St. John's beat Rutgers, Chris Mullen doesn't really coach, you know? Right. He, he just rolls the ball out there and is like, all right, guys, go play street ball. Yeah. There's no, like, offensive sets. There's no, like, like amazing play calls that he's drawing up. It's just like... Hey, I'm Chris Mullen. Uh, I'll I'll recruit you, but go play. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, exactly. I, I don't know how it works, but it's working for them. They're twelve one. They should have been thirteen. I know they got robbed by uh, the end of the Seton Hall game. Right. Yeah, and I mean Shamori Pons, I think is definitely the perfect guy to say like to roll out the ball and say, "Hey, go do what you do." Um. And of course, this mock draft has Boston taking Shamori Pons, uh, which I hope not. But um, I could see, I could honestly see Shamori Pons as like a Lou Williams. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that comparison. Um, just that six man kind of player that can go out and just get you buckets. Um, this actually, this website has him as the fourth. Uh, fourth-ranked point guard in the entire draft. It has Morant, uh, Darius Garland, and Trey Jones above him. Garland, didn't he? Is that the one that got hurt at Vanderbilt? Uh, it might be. 
Yeah, and Trey Jones is Tyus's brother, right? Yeah, he's at Duke. Yeah, well, he's been overshadowed, so I feel like he might be a guy that gets drafted late and then actually surprises some people just because he's been overshadowed by Barrett and Williamson, obviously. Right, right. Um, yeah, so it should be interesting. Um, I'd be curious to see how everything shakes out and to see how the all-star game shakes out. But, um, anything else you wanted to touch on today? No, I think, I think, uh, other than, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie needs some more love. We talked about everything we need to get. Exactly. We both know that the two starting point guards of the all-star game for the East should be no other than TJ McConnell and Spencer Dinwiddie. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Atlantic Files. Make sure you check out basketballsocietyonline.com. That is where you can see Mike's scouting report on Caleb Martin, as well as plenty of other scouting reports for the 2019 NBA draft and I mean, just more basketball articles in general. Also, check out the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. There's pretty much a podcast for any sport you can think of, except maybe cricket. Um, So definitely check those out. Thank you guys for listening to another episode, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.